Because we are continuing in today's Mishnah Yomi, we find ourselves today beginning Parakhas, the eighth chapter of Mesechas Brachas. So today we'll be doing Parakhas Mishnayis Aleph and Beis, chapter eight, the first two Mishnayis. Eila Dvarim Shabin Beishamai Ubeisilabasuda. So Mishnah Aleph says as follows The following is a listing of things that represent halachic differences of opinion between Beishamai and Beisilab about how one is to conduct themselves. In a suuda. Now the truth is, they're really focusing over here specifically by kiddush. So, for example, beishamay omrim mevarich alayom va'acharach mevarich alayayin. So beishamay says that halacha lamaisa, the first thing you should do is to make the bracha of kiddush. So remember again, let's take Friday night because that's the uh, that's the better example. So we have two brachas in Friday night. You have the bracha of mekadesh shabbos, which is the bracha of kiddush. And we have Bori Priyagafen. So Beishamai says that the proper order is to first go to make Mikadesh HaShabbos and afterwards Bori Pri Hagafen. Now, their idea, the logic behind their position is, the Bartunur says, Because the truth is, the Kiddush of Shabbos comes before Bori Pri Hagafen. Namely that what? Shabbos begins even before you recite Kiddush. So because it's already, so to speak, Shabbos, Therefore, it makes more sense to recite the brach of Mekadesh HaShabbos and then Borei Priyagafen. Conversely, Beisila Omer Mavarich Alayan Vachrach Mavarich Alayom. Beisila disagrees and Beisila says, no, it is better to first make Borei Priyagafen and then afterwards Mekadesh HaShabbos. Now, Beisila's idea, why would he say Mavarich Alayan? Ultimately, again, he says the Lashon of the Bartunura is Shahayayin Gorim Mekadesh Hayom. Remember, Kiddush is a mitzvah that is anchored on a cup of wine, so, so or anchored in a cup of wine. So therefore, so to speak, it's the wine that causes the Kiddush to occur. So an interesting machlokis, so Beishama is saying, since it's already Shabbos, before you even make Kiddush, say Mekadesh HaShabbos and then Hagaven, Beishilov, on the other hand, saying, no, it's the wine itself that creates the concept of Kiddush, and therefore say Hagafen, and then Mekadesh HaShabbos. Of course, we know we Paskin like Beisilel, and therefore, again, like looking at Friday night, for example, we see the opening paragraph of Vayichulu, the bracha of Bari and then ultimately the bracha of, of what we call Kiddush. The actual Kiddush is that last bracha of Mekadesh HaShabbos. Beautiful. We now come to Mishnah Beis. So Mishnah Beis says as follows, Beishavei Omrim, so Beishamai says as follows, that in reality what you should do is first wash your hands. Now, without wading too far into the halachos concerning ritual impurity, or ritual purity and impurity, there's a concept that, well, let's first read the Mishnah. First you wash your hands, and then you pour the cup. So I'll quote you here from the Bartanura. The Bartanura says as follows. He says, because what's the concern? If you have a person first pour a cup of wine before having washed their hands. Now, to be clear, this has nothing to do with washing for bread. So even though we were speaking about before, speaking about before by Kiddush, don't think that this Mishnah, therefore, is like the next step in here. We're talking about Hamotzi. This is just a regular case, a regular situation. So, Bartunura says as follows, If you have a person, go ahead and pour the cup of wine before washing their hands. So just to give you an idea over here. So hands, hands have a general level of rabbinic tumor. 
We call them Shniyim Lotuma. It's a second, it's a lower tiered level of Tuma. Bishamah says like this, here's the concern. If I don't wash my hands, I haven't washed my hands. And we talk about ritual washing, of course. I haven't washed my hands. And now I'm pouring my cup of wine. If I pour my cup of wine and the wine comes in contact with my hands, that wine is able to contract a lower level of tumor ritual impurity for my hands. What could then end up happening is the wine can convey that level of ritual impurity, or some level of ritual impurity, I should say, back to the cup. And therefore, again, Beishamai says that first wash your hands and then go ahead and then go ahead and pour the wine. This way, again, no concern of communicating ritual impurity to the wine, which could then potentially transmit the ritual impurity to the back of the cup. When I say back of the cup, meaning the area where the, where the actual wine is touching the cup, on the outside of the cup. says, No, it's not a problem. You could first go ahead and pour the cup of wine, and only go ahead and wash your hands afterwards. Now, it's interesting to note in the Bayer, one of the commentaries of the Mishnah, quotes you over here, says, Basil al-Solvrim, Shemutu lishtos besuda meklisha choref tmeim, mebnei shaladaitam, ein zemmatsu yishinasnu tipos mitohakos lachoreakos. So ultimately, again, Basil essentially says, Basil is not arguing on the halacha person. In other words, the mechanics are the mechanics. Unwashed hands are ritually impure on a lower level of tumah. Those hands, if they come in contact with liquid, can convey tumah to the liquid. That liquid, in turn, can convey tumah, ritual impurity, to the part of the utensil that it touches. What Basil is just arguing on over here is Basil says, a person could pour a cup of wine without any droplets of wine coming on the outside. In other words, the whole thing is a concern that when you're pouring wine, there's going to be wine that pours out, that, that spills out or splashes out from the inside of the cup to the outside of the cup, comes in contact with your hands, then comes back in contact with the utensil. Basilel says people know how to pour a glass of wine. So therefore we're not, essentially, so Basilel is agreeing, is agreeing in essence with the halacha that Beishamah is espousing. They're just saying that at the end of the day, it's not common. It's not a common enough scenario to, to go ahead and legislate for. Now, this is actually very important because this kind of gets to the essence also of, and by the way, we pass in like Basilo, pass like Basilo, that so one could go ahead and pour wine. Well, again, today we're not really careful with this ritual impurity at all. Um, but again, technically, when they were, we pass in like Basilo. I'll just point out there's a very important halachic piece as well here, which is that Basilo is also teaching us a very important principle, which is that in general, when the rabbis legislate laws, they only legislate in what we'll call common or foreseeable situations. But what Basil is saying is in, in, in uncommon or just right, uncommon situations or just situations that don't you know, don't commonly occur, not regular occurrences, the rabbis don't legislate in those type of scenarios. Therefore, again, Basil says you could pour a cup of wine without it splashing on the outside. Therefore, no concern of commands of ritual impurity, and therefore one could first pour the cup of wine even before they have washed their hands. Rambam Paskins like Basilo. We will stop over here in Emirat Hashem. Continue in Mishnayis Gimel and Dalit. Emirat Hashem tomorrow. Have a wonderful day.